Welcome everyone. We're about to begin versus Shem BPJ number 12. That's by Panimi for the jointly, for both men and women, number 12. We're uh, to- talking about the four habits of joy-filled marriages. We're in habit number four. And habit number four is nurture a rhythm. Rhythm means to have a kavias and set every day to build activities um, to create that connection. And the main reason why sometimes these concepts of simcha and feelings of, a, of joy with one another starts to um, go away and the gap becomes more distant is because of tiredness or being worn out. And um, some people, if they're so worn out or stressed out, that adding joy exercises, like we described till now, the first three habits, even for 15 minutes a day, feels like too much kaychas for them. And part of the reason why that happens, besides the normal stresses of life, is because we lack that rhythm and that routine. And without it, our neshamas begin to sort of wither a little bit. This is why it's so important, by the way, of people, whether they're, you know, the men, whether they're in the mood or not to go to shul, but they go every day, Shachras, Mincha, and every Shabbos, they need that to maintain that rhythm of life. That even if some Shabbosim indeed you're not inspired that much, but you go anyway and you have that pattern, sooner or later, that pattern, which we call a rhythm, creates that hischachas, that finally there'll be points where you, where you feel that excitement in shul again, and it'll come back again, that, that excitement on Shabbos or Yantav and so on and so forth. And therefore, you know, even though it's normal to feel overwhelmed about life, we have to do our best that despite feeling overwhelmed, that we designate that time to connect with one another. And many times you have, he says, the author himself, that he has friends that the joy in marriage has had a lot of hard times, wasn't always easy, but they developed practices that help them establish a rhythm to connect in a relational way. Sometimes it could be, as an example, you eat breakfast together almost every morning if you can do that. Husband is an early riser, for example, loves to watch the sun light up the mountains if they live in a more rural area. And uh, once his wife gets up, he sits at the table with her. and in, Or in the evenings, they sit in the living room together. And they 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 rest together. They have a routine together that connect that develops this connection. And basically, you develop an affection for what you appreciate. Appreciation leads to affection. Affection leads to more appreciation. It becomes a healthy good cycle. Appreciation to affection. Affection to appreciation. And that rhythm has to continue all all the days of your lives. Building a habit of nurturing your soul through this rhythm means that your home needs to be a place of simcha, where you know there'll be simcha there, there'll be times where there's connection to each other as husband and wife and as parents to children. And when you have your day in a relational way, especially Shabbos is an easier time for you to do this, you'll see that the simcha sachayim will increase, the joy of life will increase, Within between a husband and wife, and in the whole house overall. And this rhythm is a, crucial to the emotional capacity, and part of it is making sure you get enough rest. 
And it's interesting, he brings down a poll here, that Denmark, the country Denmark, was voted as the happiest place in the world to live. And in fact, it ranks on the five happiest countries in the world. And one of the reasons this is, is because it has a healthy balance between the work ethic and the relational connection. The people of Denmark do a great job of nurturing a rhythm that they have that could create a, a capacity to enjoy life. It's intentional intimacy. You're doing things that you like with people you like. And one of the impacts of this lifestyle is a lower stress level because you rarely ex- have to endure hardships alone. Knowing that you and the people around you are going to share things together helps the relational and emotional capacity of one another. And relational happiness and rhythm go hand in hand. Couples, too, who succeed in creating a rhythm, create a built around the relationship, a rhythm of connecting with one another, rituals with each other, whether it's meals together, sharing a tea together, resting together, find their lives much stressful and find their lives having an increased amount of joy. And having a routine nurtures the rhythm that you give in this marriage, and it is tremendously important. So here also, we're going to go through the exercises here. And you need a basically a balance, and he brings it down here, which you're going to see because I'm going to make a copy of this, uh, between attention and timing. And um, alternating joy and rest also, he talks about. Um, so for example, um, you know, caregivers and loved ones recognize that when it's time for food or play or connection or rest, they know the difference between all of this. And there's a healthy balance between this. And when you don't have a timely attention to our needs, it creates fears and it creates insecurities that makes us feel inadequate or uncertain or even unloved. And these exercises help restore a healthy rhythm. So I'm going to read a few of them and I'm going to talk about them because this is very key. And I want to, because this is the last, probably the last share on this particular book, and you have four copies of different exercises, please keep them with you. Read it, study it, and then find, see a way that you could tailor make that these exercises should actually work for the both of you. So one of the one of these aspects is to rest and the simcha that comes with the menucha. Joy grows better after rest. The inability to quiet is one of the greatest threats to our emotional and mental health. And the lack of rest makes a hole in this joy balloon in marriage. It creates a, 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 a lack of simcha. And even though the Chazal do talk about miyachina, less sleep, that helps you learn Tyre and this and that, but all the G'daylam maskim that you have to have enough, a, a, enough adequate sleep to sustain yourself and to be mekayin the mitzvah of a shmartem esnafshei seichem, and it helps you physically and it helps you emotionally. Rav Miller always said this very, very often to never, um, you know, crimp on the sleep. It's very, very important when your body needs it and you have to use it. And to learn how to calm your bodies and minds. I know this is a lot more difficult when you have very young children 
or new newborns or or you know the first few years where they're up in the middle of the night very often so it's a little bit of a challenge or maybe even a lot of a challenge but there are ways to sort of work out alternate and get the sleep you need and it's not a luxury it's a necessity and talks about resting scanning your body taking deep breaths which is part of meditation um and um connecting physically in many ways and sharing the highlights of your day is very important and i think that's important to create in a rhythm and it says here very important page 111 which you're going to see is when you talk about each other you're going to say what you like about your marriage and what you like about each other don't say it's beautiful but don't put in the but there There'll be times, like we talked about, when there's issues in the marriage of how to discuss it in an open way. But right now, when you're connecting, and you want to express a karsatayv and appreciation and a connection, now is not the time for those buts. Now is the time for encouragement. Now is the time for thinking along the lines of how to express your love and appreciation for the other. It's a big yisayin chinech also. Sometimes it's important to tell your children certain things that they need to correct or self-correct with themselves. That a parent has a responsibility to tell their child about certain things that, you know, you're on the wrong path with this and you need correction. A hundred percent. But there are also times in chinech where you need to just tell your daughter and your husband or your or your son how much you love them, how much you care for them, how much you appreciate them, without the buts. The buts could come later, you know, in a different healthy context. But sometimes they need that unconditional aspect. I love you for the way you are. I appreciate everything about you. And husbands and wives need to do this for each other as well. Very, very important to do that. Now, they end up the book with this idea of making a plan. You know, the book, which is, we mentioned the past few shiurim, a lot of aspects of this book, and it they basically are maftiach there, and I believe it's true if you try it, that if you invest 15 minutes a day to do the exercises that we print, that I made copies for you for, and do them for 30 days straight, 15 minutes a day, you will see a growth in your simcha, in your marriage. And the more consistent you are with this, the more quickly these habits will lead to new good habits. By doing these exercises, don't skip over them. Read them carefully. Whatever you could use, you do use. And what worked, go back to. If something worked, if it didn't work right away, try it again. And if it did work, try it again. And it benefits because the relational part of the brain, what we talked about in many shiurim about accessing that right part of the brain, the emotional part of the brain, the feeling part of the brain, these exercises help that greatly. And you're building new habits by doing this. And it's very, very important. So to be Messiah, he reviews the four habits. First one is the, the, the P, play together. Not to be all business in marriage, not to be all avoidance, to have fun together. And again, I want to say, because I, I, on one hand, there is a shear that I even titled at one point in the main Shalom Bayer shear, that it's, uh, it, it's not apitaira to look at sex as recreation alone. That's not a Torah concept. 
But then you have the Shi'ar talking about the importance of playing together and having fun together, including in the sexual realm, and how do you reconcile these two? And the, uh, the, the simple answer is it's quite obvious. The tachlis of every marriage is to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu and to ne- connect and to elevate yourself. There's no question about it. That is the tachlis. How you get to that tachlis, there's many ways and paths to do that. And one of those ways is this playing together, having fun together. We had this contrast from Rafidlander and the Chazaynish's letters make it very clear. And it's fascinating. He uses the Lushan of kalos. It's not good to be overly formal with your husband or wife in the home. That creates a feeling of distance. Instead, you need a bechina of kalos of a lightness. That's very interesting. The Chazaynish uses the word kalas, and chalila, you add another word there, kalas reish, which is a terrible thing. But kalas, yes. Kalas reish, no. But there's a fine line between the two. Kalas reish means when you're totally being frivolous. You know, when the playing together mode is just for the in and of itself to play together and to enjoy together just for the sake of enjoyment with no other deeper tachlis. But then there's an Indian of kalas, a certain lightness, a certain softness, a certain playfulness that's very important between a husband and a wife. And this is important in the physical realm, in the sexual realm especially. So play together was the first habit. The second one is to listen for emotion, to learn how to listen with your right brain first instead of your left brain and identifying the SAD-SAD, meaning six different emotions that your husband or wife may feel that you could relate to. And the third Mida is appreciating daily. Left-brain dominant people are very good at gratitude, but not so good at appreciation. They know how to say thank you, but they don't have that hergish and that they have to practice. And then nurturing a rhythm means to set doesn't happen overnight, but set a pattern and guideline and lifestyle for the both of you to practice all these habits and to connect in a more beautiful way. You could decide together what's the best time to do these exercises together. All of these exercises. Select some of your favorite exercises and make them your own with your wife and with your husband. Get a calendar out and decide when you're going to have date nights, when you're going to go to a special event, when you're going to schedule a getaway together. To write about uh, to your husband and to your wife, Akara Satayv, and put this in planning. Exercises, put this in planning. planning. The Messiah of the book by basically saying the concept that even though no marriage is perfect, but if you build enough joy in your relationship, you'll recover from any conflict that you may have very quickly and you'll have a greater security in your relationship and you'll find yourself looking forward to spend time together. One of the most powerful things you could do in this life is to have a great marriage. And everything is men Hashemayim, yes, but Hashem wants you to do Ishtablis. It's the same thing with Parnassah. Shem will give you Shefa of Parnassah, but you need to be a clay kibble and part of it is Ishtablis, which we say is a mitzvah, if you do it the right way. So marriage, basically, and also don't be influenced by comedians or cynics that make uh, marriage like a joke and a punchline of how difficult it is and how, uh, you know, whatever it is, all these jokes. But Adarabah, it's a healthy relationship in a healthy perspective where there's no anger, 
very little anxiety, and that mahalach of enjoying marriage the way it is and the way it's meant to be is doable and workable for every single person and for every single couple. It's a very, very important thing. So I will put the habits of the nurturing a rhythm, which is very, very important. And you rest in the, in the physical, in the, in the Torah period, to rest by cuddling together. That's a very important nonverbal way of bonding with each other, holding hands, looking at each other, telling your spouse the qualities that you observed in him and her that made you fall in love with them and appreciate them, and practice smiling to one another. Physical affection, always like you really mean it with a hergish. And that's very, very important. And to use your sight and to use your sound, your five hushim in the best way to tell your beloved, to tell your husband or wife how much you appreciate them by sight, by having your eyes light up with a smile, them seeing your smile and sounds and, and using your voice the right way. And, 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 and all these special things. This is all very, very important. And this is a small book in quantity, but it is a tremendously great book in quality, has a tremendous amount of practical, practical exercises to do. And it's very, very highly recommended that you, that you read this. It increases levels of oxytocin and dopamine, serotonin in married couples. There's no question about it. And um, when couples learn to create that habit of listening for emotion, and you could do this on your own. You know, if you need therapy and go to couples counseling and you need kolakavod, you should go for it. But if you practice this, this is what therapists tell you to do anyway. And you could do it on your own. And you try it 15 minutes a day. And and your willingness to have conversations with one another, to support each other, to wanting to build with each other, comes a long way in creating and enhancing this connection to one another. This really is the key. When couples practice specific activities that generate simcha with each other, simple ways, 15 minutes a day when you're very busy. If you have time, Shabbos, so Yantiv, do it more. Kalakavot. And enhance this connection with one another with all these exercises listed here. And with HaKadosh Baruch's help, Yes, it's HaBolatayr. Anything you can do to enhance the connection between husband and wife, to bring the Shechina in, is HaBolatayr. HaKadosh Baruch gives you the Siat Deshmaya. This is what he really wants for you. Now you're going to say sometimes, we wonder, you know, because marriage has its bumps, so it's all Nisyanis, but beyond those Nisyanis, Hashem wants you to overcome them, but ultimately to be Matzliach in them, and then after that, he wants to shower that good. So allow it to happen. Allow it to happen by doing the Heshtadlis, of bringing HaKadosh Baruch Hu into your lives, bringing your husband into your life, bringing your wife into your life, into your intimate life, and create this joy and connectivity together by practicing these exercises that enhances Shalom Bayis. And again, one Shalom Bayis, your own personal one, is really helping Klai Yisrael as a whole. 
don't think that it's just that I'm enhancing my own marriage. When you enhance your own marriage, you're enhancing and making great the Kesher in Klai Yisrael, the Achdos in Klai Yisrael, and the beauty of Klai Yisrael. That is the way, again, Bilam, even in his Rishus, was able to recognize Matoivu Ehalecha Yaakov, he saw the tzniyas there, but part of it is that family life, that healthy family life that Baruch Hashem we had in the Dara Midbar and we're having through the Dairis. And may it be Mamshech and may it continue and bring tremendous bracha into our homes and into our marriages. Bracha and atzlacha.